0: Dude, you gotta respect Hardcore Hangman players, yeah, I've been telling you this for years, you have no respect for the fucking game, the art. The fucking art. Anyway. You ready? Disrespectful ass motherfucker. I guess. I'm not ready to talk to your disrespectful hangman ass.
1: Podcast, LCS Finals! The Summer Finals are done! We got the 4P in the house, and they'll never win again. That's wonderful. I love it. It's so great. I love this timeline because they'll never win another championship. It's gonna be oh, it's gonna be great. I love it. You you looking forward to spring? Because I'm looking forward to spring. I'm looking forward to TL being the dumpster fire. Oh yeah. I
0: don't know how to feel. <laughs> I mostly feel bad because C9 lost. I feel even worse because I got my
1: hopes up. Um. <laughs> oh. But. So, uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, for the final uh, at least, they had a uh, performer, Jax Anderson, played. And uh, that was a qu- questionable. Quite questionable pick, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know, I
0: feel like almost every performance before sport is questionable. Like, most people aren't there for the concert.
1: I, you know? They're not, but at the same time, I think anyone there would prefer to music video of, uh, like, season highlights of the two teams. That would have been pretty good.
0: Sure. But have you ever seen the I Guess Not thing from the Milwaukee Bucks game? No. What is it? Uh, there was, like, I forget if it was, like, a playoff game in the NBA or something. Oh, it was a halftime performance at Milwaukee, and Job ja Rule was trying, a rapper was trying to hype up the crowd, and he said, are all y'all ready? And no one said anything. He said, are all y'all ready? And no one cheered and then he just went i guess not and sat there silently for like 30 seconds before the show started it was one of the fucking most uncomfortable things i've ever watched anyway oh. every halftime show or pregame show is terrible continue
1: watching watching this one just made me hurt because i didn't watch it oh I well i
0: did but like i was just like were you playing tft
1: I yeah
0: but like you know, I can hear the music while I play T F T.
1: Yeah, I think number one, I think the sound mix was off. Number two, she kept doing this weird thing where she would like stick out her tongue, and I'm just like, why yeah, are I, we doing this?
0: This is not the L C S though, so let's not talk about this. Let's talk about the games, Anthony. You want to talk about? those the I actually games? have notes on. I didn't. Talk, I didn't take notes on the fucking opener. I'm oh, you know sorry.
1: what? Hang on, I have a quick addition to the uh the topics list.
0: Okay. You like that one? Anyway. <laughs> how was this, week? The CLG, CG games. What did you think of those?
1: Um... Clutch put up a bigger fight than I think anyone expected them to. Not me. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Uh, it looked like Clutch, while they could beat TSM, it, and they did kind of take it to Team Liquid, that was... The, it, it, they looked like they were found out, and... Both like CLG just didn't didn't seem to have their their number quite yet at the start It took them until game five I think to be able to say yeah, I got it this this is how you beat them because they just didn't And, and For some ungodly reason there's a super high priority on karma top in both these series, and I hate it I hate it. I hate it so much
0: the karma top pick it's something that I just learned a couple seconds ago live that we're going to be talking about later. But it's really terrible. I'm pretty sure they booed both t- oh. both series.
1: <laughs> they booed when they picked it game five for the Clutch Gaming game. Then in, I think, game one, they hovered Karma as their last pick for Cloud9. And then the whole arena was booing. Then he switched over to Veigar and they just went wild. That was... That, yeah. that shows you how much people hate this goddamn pick. It's terrible.
0: So I don't cool. think it's fun to watch, and I don't even think it's that good. I think it's actually like pretty bad in most matchups. It doesn't do that great of a job against a lot of a lot of the t- top laners that were picked, creating pressure or applying pressure. You're sacrificing a huge amount of damage because I mean, like, let's just think about the fucking output of damage between like an Atrox or a tank fucking
1: Carmel. Like, well, don't. They don't. They don't necessarily play a tank, but we can get into that later.
0: I know, but I'm just whining because it's stupid and bad. So, <laughs>
1: anyway. so, so going into the series, the way to beat clutch Gaming seemed to be to ban Gangplank, Kiana, and uh, Rumble. You ban those three, and they have so few options that y- they can't beat you because they don't have anything that they're really going to carry on outside of normal lady carry picks for Cody So, which nobody seems to be contesting anything besides Zaya. And I guess Corky... And that's fair about. because
0: that's like the best one right now. Mm-hmm.
1: So... What did you think about uh, CLG's, like, entry plan in in the first two games? Where did they... Well, where they got fucking shit Yeah, where they got destroyed. Where they banned... In their first rotation, they banned uh, Rumble, Aurelia, and Akali in game one. And then Rumble, Yumi, and Akali in game two.
0: I think Yumi is a good ban that needs to be done, basically, always.
1: Yeah, they were red side, so... Though, yeah, so I think it.
0: that it, I think that the Yumi ban is completely acceptable. I don't get the Akali ban. I don't think this is the c, This is CLG bans. Yeah. Oh, yes. never mind. Then that makes sense because I was going to say I don't see Poe playing that well, but um, Demonte I see like going crazy on it. I so mean, that but makes over
1: sense. C- over um, over Kiana though. CLG picked Kiana. No, they non game, game two,
0: not in game two, but. In game one, and but, they didn't pick it in
1: uh But then they ended up getting. They ended up not like, no one picked Sejuani in game one, which honestly is I know. surprising to me. Like Sijuani seems to have such high priority in most of these uh, these. Uh, I agree. Most of these uh, pro games, but uh, just not in the, not in the CG CG CLG series that much. Uh, she was mostly relegated to like being picked or being banned second phase. Yes. So, I'm, I'm just wondering why the priority is so low here, and why they'd prefer picking Gragas to go 7 When th- they could just go Aurelia and have the biggest front line with Aatrox Aurelia. But um, Not Aurelia, um, uh, Sejuani.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that it's okay to not pick Sejuani if you're picking Skarner, which CG did. I don't remember who CLG picked. I should look.
1: Which game?
2: Game
1: 1? Uh, g- well, both, bo- uh, game 1 they, they played Gragas, game 2 si- he played Silas and Silas I think Silas is a fine, much. I
0: think Silas is a stupid pick of that comp because you're only taking two ultimates anyway I mean, maybe three, but like I don't mind the Gragas, I guess Um Yeah, I don't know Dude, it's It's weird The CLG drafts were, were genuinely confusing to me
1: Especially these first couple of games where they whipped out uh Diana to counter Kiana and it still didn't do anything.
2: Yeah. So Anthony, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to work through this in my head, which is why I'm
0: kinda of being quiet. I don't quite get it. I don't yeah. I, I hadn't thought about that. I mean the Silas Pick I think is generally okay.
2: But it's so weird into that comp, right? Like, am I
1: crazy? In game two, it's it's not the most amazing pick, uh, because like it, it, a lot of the ultra stealing are very situational and how good they are. Yeah, and it's not like you're stealing Sijuani ultimate, which gives you a whole lot of your own agency. You're you're, you're stealing Kiana ultimate. Uh, recon ultimate or Ezreal ultimate most of the time. Who mm-hmm. and the only one which you can use to to your own benefit, like like just straight up, is probably uh, Ezreal ultimate. Recon ultimate ends up putting you in danger, and you can guarantee it if you land the double E combo. But it's still it, it it's still less guaranteed than um than Satuani ultimate, which you can also guarantee with that combo. But it results in damage and not just a taunt.
0: That's true. <sighs> Dude, I don't know. So, I actually didn't think about the CLG, CLG drafts that you pointed them out, but they are kind of weird here. I will, I do remember being surprised at Diana, and I do remember Diana getting fucking clapped. Um, That was, I think, an extremely stupid pick into a Kiana. But, you know, can't win them all, I guess, boys. <laughs> um, There was a lot of weird fucking priority from CLG, and like, Dude, Power of Evil always fucking confuses me. Like, I never understand what he wants to be playing.
1: Well, it, it, that's part of the turnaround. In uh, game three, they decided to ban Kiana to not put Power of Evil on Kiana, and instead put him on Corky. And mm-hmm. then they also got Gang. I think out Corky's okay. But I don't know like, how Corky let... didn't surprise
0: me. Like, I I did not anticipate a Diana game in this series. Like, if you were like, do you think someone is picking Diana in a, in this series for third? I'd be like, that's fucking
1: crazy. She, she hadn't been seen since, like, 2015 in the LCS. Yeah, because she's shit. <laughs> she's <laughs> garbage. And I don't see that counter matchup being that strong. So.
0: that You don't see it being that strong because it, it's not Anthony.
2: Like. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Like, on the whole. I just don't get it.
1: So after the. So CLG lose the first two matches and then they reverse sweep with three, with three games. And the first two matches is they're putting Power of Evil. The, yeah, that's out of order. So they're putting Power of Evil on like Divey Assassin Champs. And then for the last three games, he plays uh, Corky, uh, Oriana, and then Ari. Those three champions sound like Power of Evil champions to me. And I'm pretty yeah. sure he has a pentakill on Oriana. <laughs> uh, Watch Orianna. Watching that back when that was a thing, oi. Yeah, so putting him on range is much better for him.
0: I agree, and I just, like, I don't know, dude. Like, I think that... I the draft was weird, and I guess it ended up working out for them, but it didn't work out for them when they tried all the weird shit, you
1: know? Which, granted, you have two games to try things with. But at the same time, I prefer those two games not to happen back-to-back. Because that means you're losing a lot of traction in the series. And it gives you a lot of potential to gain traction. But that's only because you have already lost it. If you could just go 3-0, it doesn't matter. You just won. That's it. And instead, they have to go to a five-game series. taking Basically forcing Hooney to play... Uh, Karma top lane two games in a row after they had just lost with it because it proved to be so good you know
0: it was just too powerful a pick to pass up how do we pass it up how do we say no to the Karma top that just lost pretty convincingly to a real top laner
1: In, in game three they give up gangplank for uh victor they pick uh, Sejuani and a- 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 uh, not Alawi, Aurelia in their first round say, on red side. Aurelia is a
0: lie, you fucking coward.
1: <laughs> and, I, and it's just like, I don't know why you would ever pick that. I don't think that Aurelia's a super crazy pick into Gangplank. At least not Hooney's Gangplank. Hooney's Gangplank is crazy. So, I don't know... Mm. I, I, I don't know why you give that up. That's one, of, that's one of the picks that everyone bans against you because he's so good at it. And then you just let it go for... Victor Top, I don't... You gotta pick something with... I think you gotta pick something with more pressure on Gangplank Top, because he finished... R- Ruin, fi- Ruin knows how to play it. He finished 8-1. Like... Yeah. I. So it's hard to say whether CLG found their moment... found their team comp in the in the back half, or Clutch Gaming dropped theirs.
0: I don't. I think it's a little bit of both. I think, like, the draft got a little more... Normal from CLG, like there weren't any other Diana picks. I don't think.
1: No, no, they played some but, standard um, shit.
0: As far as I know, I mean, it, maybe it was a little bit of both, but I honestly barely remember that series because of the trauma of TLC nine. So
1: this trauma has burned out all of the past seven years. The whole of weekend is
2: fucking gone. <laughs> so.
1: Looking into Gauntlet for both of these teams, how do you think this is sort of shaping up for them? Do you think that we're like when they if they meet again after uh, Clutch Gaming beats FlyQuest, are the, is this just going to be a run back or is it going to be even more brutal?
2: I don't know. I could see it going
0: both ways, but I have a feeling it's going to be even more brutal. I feel like CG are maybe running out of gas a little bit. Maybe. But I think that. Yeah, I think it'll probably be more brutal. What about you?
1: Uh. I think if they stop picking Karma, it'll be more competitive. But
0: it. I think that's true of, like, any team, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, probably. But, uh. If they, if they can't stop picking Karma, I don't see them getting anywhere because Karma feels like the, horrible, like the problem. <laughs> and like, that's part of like the reason they lost because they counterpicked last pick with Karma top. Why would you do that? It doesn't make sense. Does that, hang on. Does that happen twice this weekend? No, no. They picked, they, they picked Vladimir in the, in the other series, which was not much better. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I don't know. A I, don't have lot to... I don't have a lot to say about Karma
0: right now because we have a whole Karma segment later.
1: Okay. So
0: <laughs> I just feel like we're kind of doubling down on it. You yeah. Know? You are,
1: you are. All right, so let's move on to the next series. Okay. With uh, Team Liquid versus C9. Now, Matt, would you please provide me with a play by play? Uh, breakdown of this series as I know it's been playing yeah, over in your, top head first, and your head for the last Car- 24 hours. We
0: picked Karma top first game and it was stupid and we lost but whatever you lose one game in a series it fucking happens to their Gracie team and it'll, it'll be like that sometimes. Now, it got worse from there. Uh, we picked it up I think game two and three
2: we won. Yeah. That was sick. Then in game four We didn't win. And
0: since Karen went one and seven, and Sneaky went one and five, and a two and four Vlad top, and a one and five Sneaky, it was a it was rough. And, oh, that was the last game. Sorry, uh, the third game, the the fourth game. That was the last game. Whoops, spoilers. The fourth game where they tied the series, we had Gragas, we had Poppy. And we had a little bit of an early lead, or it was kind of even, but then all of a sudden we lost the game because Jensen is really good at
2: uh, LeBlanc, and that was tragic. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, I don't
0: know, dude. It felt like at the end, the very last game, I literally didn't understand the draft at all. Like, I didn't get it. Why did we take Vladimir? Why did we send Aatrox mid? I don't know the answer to those questions. I don't think I can get one.
1: Now, before we go to the last game, I think we have to talk about the... Uh, like, Aatrox was another very, like... I don't want to call him a priority pick because he's getting picked rather late in the draft. I think he's he's third rotation in the two middle games. Uh, and in the uh, last game... Or no, in the last two games, he was first pick for uh, red side. So he's getting enough priority... But at the same time, he's very counter-pickable. In pickable th- In Game 3, he gets kind of counterpicked picked by Poppy. And LeBlanc doesn't work much better against Poppy either. Poppy's a very good pick into both of those champions, meaning a lot of uh, TL's engage would be shut down. I, it was kind of lucky that they were able to uh, make some moves happen that game, because otherwise they were just going to have to keep trying to get through Poppy. And Atrox and Le- LeBlanc just can't get through Poppy's W. Now in game, like they tried, they tried several things to beat it. Uh, Renekton was picked against it in another game, uh, that didn't fare as well. I don't think Renekton's as strong a counter pick as say Kled, which was picked in game two and did very well against it, uh, or Poppy, who just is very defensive. So, I, I, the, it just if you don't get a lead on Renekton, you're basically useless, and you get one stun in a fight, or you're dead. So yeah. So you got these myriad of picks. In the last game, Niski used took it mid to beat out Akali in a in a swap for Vladimir top. This made no sense.
0: I hated this pick so much. You don't much.
1: do this. This makes zero sense, and it makes just makes you look like an idiot for making this play because Aatrox doesn't do that well into Akali. It's not like an amazing pick. Jensen went fucking eleven and zero this game. Clearly it was the wrong choice. And Vladimir did nothing. I Vladimir is useless in lane and he doesn't split push better than than uh Shen. So what's going on? Why would you pick Vladimir as your last pick counter pick instead of picking like I I don't know. There's they just does their AD monotyped Or you could just run Aatrox against it. It's not the worst thing in the world. You just kind of farm out. I don't know. I think they were caught off guard by the Shen pick. And they had no idea what to do with it.
2: Yeah. I just, I think you're right that they were caught off guard, but I just don't see that ever
0: being the right response. In Vlad, like it was so it was so bad, it was so genuinely bad, you know, and
1: can Rickers play Rumble Rumble would have done okay
0: here, but I just like I don't know, and then the Atrox made confuse me, and then it there was just like no, it seemed like there was no way after that to
2: put down Jensen, you know. I just...
0: uh... This was like... This game was when my heart broke. When I was just like... Oh, like... After this draft, I was like... After this draft, I was like... Oh, there's no way. Like, we literally just lost it. Like, this is it.
1: We were in a chat together, and he was just like... This game's over. The game's like 10 minutes from over. It's like, nah the game's over. I'm gonna stop watching. And then he kept watching.
0: I did keep watching, but I wanted to stop. Because you could just see it, right? Like, Jensen was so huge. And no one on TL was... Or no one on C9 was able to do anything... Anytime they went anywhere, they just got absolutely eviscerated. It was fucking tragic because they were putting up such a fight before then. And then to see them just, it was like, it was almost like game one where like they didn't seem as put together, but then it was the final game of the fucking finals and they just seemed like they weren't comfortable on their champions. Like they didn't seem like they were comfortable on Vladimir or Aatrox. And then the fucking Svenskeren ends up going 1-7, and seven, which is un- unfortunate, you know, at best. <laughs> and I just, I can't, man. It was so fucking sad to watch because we were one game. We were so close. And honestly, we probably could have closed it out game four if we had, if it had gone a little different. But it just didn't game, happen. Game
1: four was close. It was very close. It was
0: extremely close. And it was totally possible to have been closed out there, then and there. But it just did not end up happening. And then going into game five, I mean, we just didn't have anything, right? Like, we had no picks that I expect to see. Like, I figured it was going to be Vlad Mid. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, at least we have Licorice on Aatrox. Like, I don't like Vlad Mid, but like, at least we have Licorice on Aatrox. And then we put, because Licorice can carry a game on Aatrox. He yeah! has. But then, the, then we get uh, this. and I just wanted
1: to die i think i figured out when you go what on kaisa please tell me i think it has to do with how much gold you have your first back. really maybe i'd have to go back and double check and like look at how much gold they have when they back but if if i think if you have enough gold to buy the bf sword you do it otherwise you go for the tier build
0: Oh, wow. I should be going for the bs word build a lot more than.
1: <laughs> maybe. I'm not... Not 100%. This is just off the top of my head, kind of looking at these games being Okay.
0: Like... That was another question we had is we noticed that only in one of the games did they Kai'Sa go the tier build, and we were trying to figure out why, but, you know, maybe we're just not built for
1: it. I think that was both days.
0: There were... There was more than one Storm Racer game. Yeah. Sneaky did it end.
1: Yeah, and Double did, did the other one the last game.
0: Yeah.
1: So, uh, apparently Jensen can play Akali. I think we- I, I forget if we said it on the show last week or just in private. We talked
0: but... about it and we both said it wasn't good, and then lol we both look like idiots now, <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, so uh, thanks C9 for showing us how wrong we were, thank you.
0: I-, still... I my favorite transition, my favorite arc through that whole series was Anthony thing? saying- At the very beginning Anthony's saying, I don't really give a shit who wins this series, I have no stakes in it, to Game 2 being like, fuck C9, I hope they lose.
2: <laughs> uh that was fun. That was a fun transition. Okay. Ready for the,
1: uh... Ready for the next part? Or
2: no, actually, but yeah.
1: Uh, let's do the karma topic. Before the okay. world okay. one. Alright, so. We talked about a little bit in our, uh... In our game reviews or match reviews, Karma Top, the subject of our favorite favorite segment, W H Y? Who hurt you? So, Karma Top is basically It's it came out of the um, the spell thief top uh, meta, where you yeah. would, you would take spell thieves and basically ignore your farm until you finish the item, and just harass the shit out of the other laner. Um, it, it stuck around for a few people, don't know why, it's not that good, it's really really bad if you don't destroy the landing <laughs> opponent, but uh, it stuck around and I, I just don't, I just don't know, I just, I don't know who thinks it's a good pick, I, we've seen it picked multiple times in, in LCS games. It doesn't perform super well. It doesn't exactly dominate lane like it will in solo queue when people don't know what to build into it or like how to play against it. These guys clearly know what they're doing against Karma top. Why do we keep picking it? It's it's such a like it's like a it's one of those noob traps where you, you think it's an easy counter, but at the same time, it's only an easy counter against bad players, and you which got there are to- very
0: few of in the third place matchups.
1: Yeah. So, so I'm just, I'm just struggling to understand why we're playing it, and why we're building, like Ardent Sensor with Ezreal on the team. You know, why are we doing that? Yeah. Like, who, who plays Karma top to build Ardent Censor for Ezreal? Nobody. Nobody does that. The only way this works is if you're running fucking Cogma, and nobody runs Kog'Maw!
0: Cogma, maybe drinks, maybe.
1: Maybe. I'm surprised there's not more Jinx priority. She's pretty good. But I think they like, uh, Ash.
0: Ash is really good for utility. And also, the, uh, here's a fun fact. Zaya kinda shits on Jinx. Uh, so if they have Zaya... I don't think like so.
1: It. I don't think anyone shits on Jinx.
0: No, you're... I'm, I promise you, is <laughs> very good in Zaya does almost, if not as much... Maybe a little more. Zaya does a shitload of damage, dude. Right? So, here's the, like... With Jinx, especially if you get the recon, Jinx
1: is just kind of fucked. So back to Karma. Ooh. Yeah. Who do you think loses to Karma?
0: Dude, I don't know. I'm not a top laner.
1: The answer is tanks. You know what the oh. two tanks that were picked in this game in this in these series are? Poppy and Shen. Do you know what those two champions don't give a shit about? Their landing opponent. Yeah. Shen's entire job is to not be in his lane and simply farm his lane while he's there. Poppy's job is sort of to farm the lane until mid game and then become an unstoppable wall for the enemy team. Now this is a pretty good target to farm up against with um with Klepto. But what's what's the the score here for Karma? let's see three one what is it oh three oh two so hoonies is three and five six and was it played it was played first game so three and six and four and eight so it went four and eight kill in a katie in KD. Why? Why are you picking a supposed lane bully pick into Aatrox for Aatrox to go two and six? Or, I don't know. Or like, I, it's a that, weird pick. After that, they dropped a lot of the priority for it in the series until the second rotation, and even in that second rotation, it was clear they wanted to pick Aatrox. But for some reason, see, uh, people still think that it counts as Aatrox, and it's like you just. Just gank him with the jungler and she dies. She doesn't exactly have a lot of health. She has two escape tools and Aatrox has a W. Where's she gonna go? Nowhere. She can't can't land both of them. Can't go anywhere. So I hate Karma Top. I hate playing against it and I hate Froze playing it because it makes me sad. Also, it's boring. Matt, could you you, uh, attest to why you think it's boring? I think it's
0: extremely boring to watch. Um I think it's boring to watch because all it does is uh, AFK farm and it waits for the jungler. And, like obviously in pro play it's generally smart to wait for the jungler unless you have like a guaranteed kill because you know pro play and there's a lot on the line especially this kind of game. Um but all you're you're just poking. Right? Like that's what Karma does. It's
1: not even super long range poke. It's pretty long. No,
0: you're just sort of poking and then what? And then what?
1: Right. And then like and you that's... peel for uh, Ezreal who with your Arden Censor? Like
0: I guess, but like why? Ezreal kinda sucks. It, it, like and you it's said, not, like... it's
1: not Arden Censor meta meta either. It's like why are we picking a support top lane, building one AP item and then two support items to it lower make our damage profile by a, by a significant amount. Especially it, I would...
0: Much rather than just pick a DPS, and like a mage top. I'd right? rather them like,
1: monotype the whole time. Especially if you're not going to build any damage on your AP threat. What's it matter? Like, I can still stack armor if you have Karma top lane because Karma top lane builds two support items. Who, who cares? Yeah.
2: yeah. It doesn't, it just seems
0: like it's weirdly left over from an old meta. And it just doesn't have a place right now.
1: It's... I'm trying to think of other instances where this has happened, where they people will keep trying something even if it does or doesn't work. I feel like this is this is like bound to happen with the, the Sona Tarek-Sona-Tom uh, Kench bot lane, where it's going to just actually be garbage at some point, yet Teal are going to pick it in groups of worlds, and you know that's going to happen, and they're going to lose on it. It's going to be hilarious. And I don't- yeah. I, I don't even know what- Oh, hang on. Was that even- I, I think we didn't even talk about that, because was that perma- Not even banned the entire series? I don't think Sona was banned at all- Oh, this is the wrong series.
2: There isn't a single Sona
1: ban. Oh, wait, wait. There's one in game four. And then there's one in game five. No, wait. Hang on. I'm just fucking blind. Sona was banned- Every game but game one. Okay. Yeah, Sona was banned every game but game one. And they didn't pick it, which was strange. Either way. Well, they
2: didn't I'm, need
1: to. This feels like what's going to happen to, so- to uh, Sona Tarik or Sona Tom Kench. And I'm just, I am just i don't know. I feel like it's going to screw TL at Worlds. And it, it, this, this Karma pick might actually just screw uh, C9 at Worlds if they keep playing it there, too.
0: I don't want them to play it ever again. It's trash. But let's move on.
1: Hang on, hang on. I want to look up. I want to look up her win rate.
0: Okay. Real quick. It just. I don't know. I think it's a lackluster pick in every sense.
1: It's got a fifty-four point seven percent win rate in all regions, and a fifty-eight percent win rate in top five. Oh, look at that. It's slightly positive. But why pick it
0: when there's just like other shit?
1: (laughs) It's weak against Aatrox. (laughs) <laughs> and they're counterpicking Aatrox with it. Oh, my God. XD, by the way. Uh... That's beautiful.
0: It's something, bro. I, I... Seeing the Karmatava actually like made me so sad. I remember saying in our last pod that like the way C9 wins this is by stopping the weird fucking bullshit drafts. And the two games we lost that we really should not have lost, we lost because of weird, stupid, bullshit draft shit. Climatop and top Aatrox spin. Like, there was no reason for those picks at fucking all. And it's what we locked in. And it, it, it's not the only reason we lost those games, but Jesus Christ, did it not help?
1: Yeah. But well, you know what? There's a bright side. C-Nuts going to have, Worlds! We to go
0: through, we, yeah, we don't have to go to Gauntlet, unlike, uh...
1: You don't gotta go to team. Gauntlet, but that also means you're not gonna get the third seed, and you're not gonna get the, uh, play-ins buff that cn has been getting for these past few years.
0: You're right, so we just have to be good now.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be, that's TSM's buff now. Yeah, yeah. We're, Is we're, it a we're buff? We're making, we're making semifinals now, Biatch! Are
0: you? I can't wait for you to get, not, like, not even qualify. I can't wait for you to, like, lose to CLG in the finals. <sighs>
1: Ooh, those are some harsh words for somebody who played Karma Top. Sorry, what? I did not play Karma Top. <laughs> uh, and neither will I. So, yeah, Worlds is coming up. We're gonna uh, make you do it in Clash. You make me do it in Clash, and I'm quitting. Worlds is coming up. Find a new top laner. Yeah, good luck finding a top laner who's willing to play Shen.
0: <laughs> I, we didn't. You chose to play Shen.
1: Yes, I did. Alright, when does world start? World starts, uh, October 2nd, I oh, think. that's actually
0: a ways away.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got some time before world's, there's also another week break between this and Gauntlet.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: So yeah, we got some time, we got some time. How we looking? We looking good?
0: For, how are we looking as a region?
1: Or yeah, are you yeah, yeah, and yeah. I
0: as human beings?
1: As a, as a region.
0: Oh, I think we're okay. Um, I still don't pay attention to any other region. <laughs> So I have no idea what the competition looks like. Uh, uh, how... Do you
1: a rundown who's qualified at the moment?
0: No, because you—I have... I mean, yeah, you should for the audience, but you've done it to me like three hundred times.
1: So. All right, we got Griffin, SKT, Team Liquid, Cloud9, J Team, AHQ Esports, and G2 all locked in to be going to Worlds at to to some point. G2 is the only one who's uh, locked into plans at a minimum. I think they their their playoffs haven't happened yet, so they can still go further. And they'll, okay. prob- they'll probably get their first or second seed looking at the uh, EU I mean, is just quite good. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I think we look okay. I think TL and C9 are both capable of beating some of those teams. I don't know if this is the year NA wins Worlds. Uh... I think... <laughs> I doubt it. I think whether or not... I think how well we do as a region also kind of depends upon who gets in through Gauntlet, right? Like, if if Clutch managed to somehow pull it out, I think we're kind of fucked.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, it's Clutch and not TSM you're worried about getting in there? Really? Yeah, because have you seen Clutch play? Uh, have you seen TSM? Unfortunately. <laughs> I'm a TSM fan, and I know we're, on, we're in a dumpster fire. I'm just hoping to God that we get it together. You won't. I can hope, man!
0: You shouldn't. <laughs> um, look, I think we're gonna do okay. I, we're probably not going to even to the finals, but you know. We'll okay. do probably as bad as well as we always do. TL made
1: finals at, at MSI. We can do it again. It's completely possible. We're gonna not play here. Sona Tom Kench the entire time.
0: Sona Tom, catch only, boys.
1: Yeah, we're gonna tilt uh, some Chinese team into letting us play it three times in a row, and we're gonna win. That's how we're gonna win Worlds. It's gonna be a dirty, dirty way to do it. Double's gonna feel awful about it, and he's gonna hate it. Double's that he gonna won have in. no fun. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be the best way to win worlds is to make Double play Sona Tom Kench in all five six games, games the finals. in a row. No, not all five games, uh, nine games. Nine games in, uh, through playoffs. Every go, single boys. win is Sona Tom Kench. And they're like, you only won because of Sona Tom Kench. He's like, I have the trophy and you don't. Bite and then me. we
0: can still just say, but you only won because of Sona Ken. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I that think... would tilt him so hard
1: <laughs> so I, the way I've been looking at it uh, I can't really tell if TSM or Clutch are the more stable team like entirely uh, TSM has had like issues that aren't really related to I guess gameplay or like drafting as much as I think Clutch has. And I don't think TSM's champion pools are as as, like, abusable as Clutch has, as Clutches have been. Because I don't think the, outside of Jungle, I don't think the TSM players can like, have a small enough pool to ban out or don't play all the meta champs. Like the only thing that TSM has against them in pick ban, I think, is besides the Jungle, is that they don't have anything like, like, a pocket pick. Like, they don't have... Uh, the Zillion Kindred. They don't have Sonaton Kench. They don't have uh, Kiana. I'm, I i think Bjergsen can play Kiana and they might pull it out in Gauntlet. We don't I mean, know. He can but... also
0: definitely play Zillion, by the way. <laughs>
1: I know he can play Zillion and I know that they have played Zillion uh, Kindred in the to past. To great success. Yes. But I think they uh, beat uh, C9 with it, actually. Um, yes. Shut up. But it, it, it isn't like their pocket pick and it's not like. It's not like their signature move and they don't have any of that and that honestly is something I think is like good to have as a team because it means the other team has to ban it every time no matter what.
2: Mhm. That's fair.
1: No, that's true.
2: Mm. I don't know. So I,
0: I guess then if TSM get there, do you think they just, like, ban out the jungler every time? Because if they're running Speak in Worlds, there are, like, three champions there.
1: <laughs> I, get, I mean, I don't think banning out the jungler is, like, ever a really good idea in LCS, because that means you're giving up uh, a bunch of other good No, picks. that's
0: true, I guess. Because you'd be giving bierks and everything you it's could ever like, dream
1: of. It's like, oh no, our jungler got put on, like, Zac. It's not the worst thing in the world. Our jungler's now playing Zac, who has crazy long-range engage. Like, I, I don't know exactly how every, all these players' like personal tier lists are, because it's hard to just... I'm not part of anyone's it's, that's, staff, that's it's hard, hard to know. know. <laughs> like, if I'm not watching all of their scrims, it's hard to be like, Aha, he plays these 15 champions, instead of being like, he can only play Sidwani." Uh, I know this uh, about Joker, though. I know Dokla's entire I champion champ- pool. It's two champions, Poppy and Aatrox. <laughs> <laughs> are you actually looking up Dokla's champion pool?
0: No, but I thought about it. (laughs) I, like, opened the tab, and then I was like, do I do this? And then I was like, no, and then I closed the tab. (laughs) But, I mean, also in his defense, Aatrox is basically everyone's pool right now.
1: He should be. He's very, very strong. And they're going to nerf him again, hopefully before Worlds. I hope so. No, I like seeing Aatrox, honestly. He's a lot of fun to watch in a team fight, because he just massacres the fight. It's hype. I like it.
0: I mean, I he's actually very exciting to watch. He's also scary in a lot of ways. But yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, be scared, be scared.
0: I'm terrified of top laners, dude. <laughs> As an AD carry, I'm afraid of every other lane in the game.
1: <laughs> every lane can kill me at all times. This is why I have a babysitter.
0: I mean, like literally, yes. <laughs> I mean, like you, you're you're joking, but also like yeah, like, and you know that.
1: I'm looking. I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, I I think they're nerfing Akali again. I think they're nerfing. Uh, oh well, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think they pushed actually the Akali and Aatrox nerfs back to nine eighteen. So the patch coming out this what are we week. On? We're on sixteen, and this week, like like tomorrow or day after tomorrow, is coming out uh, seventeen. And I okay. think eighteen is the world's patch, because that's normally the world's patch if I remember correctly. So. I, don't th- I I think Akali and Aatrox are definitely going to get hit down a bank. Aatrox isn't even pick bannable or not isn't like bannable right now for most teams. So I'm guessing if they nerf him anymore, he's just going to become like a last pick counter pick or or secure or uh say like safe pick I guess. I don't know. Yeah, uh I mean I guess it
0: depends upon how hard the nerfs hit Aatrox in the end, right? Like sometimes Riot nerfs nerfs a champion and then they're still like 100% pick bannable. <laughs> like, so it also might just be a comfort thing. Like, we were talking the other day, I was like, Kaisa isn't as good as some other champions, but Kaisa seems way more pro play than Jinx. And you, as you aptly pointed out then, that like, um,
1: but, yeah, they've got a two years of time into this champion yeah, at this experience, point.
0: it's an experience thing. So, like, being even if there is a tier or B tier champion, having the having all of this shit like locked in, it's like a, like I'm still really good at Kaisa, even though like I don't play that much Kaisa. But when she came out, all I played was Kaisa. Now all I play is like Caitlyn, Ashe, and Jinx. But anytime I need to pick Kaisa, it's like it's still there. And so like Jinx, maybe it's been a little bit longer since she was meta. <laughs> There might be just, like, less practice, you know? But.
1: I think part of it is that Jinx is immobile, whereas... She's super, super
0: immobile, dude. And she's... uh, Dude, she's so fucking easy to kill. Like, literally, when we were playing... The only time I ever picked that champion is, like, if I have a support that can peel. Like Thresh. Like like Thresh. Like, when Doug picked Thresh. Or, like, if I have this... Like, an Alistar or something that can, like, keep things off of me. Because if you've got just, like, a fucking Soraka, you're dead. Like, she can heal you a lot, but you're dead because you can't dodge anything. You can't dodge the cane leaping at your fucking face, right? Like,
1: uh, what, what was I going to say? Uh, that's why a lot of people are picking, pick like, Tom, Ken, Ferris, because it gives Ferris a lot more security and a, re, like a sort of reset, a free QSS when whatnot yeah. in a fight. So as soon as anyone engages on Varus, you munch Varus, you kick him out the other way. He's got a good bit of space in between him to auto a little bit more. Maybe it wins you the fight. I just, uh, I, th- I think that's like part of the reason why Jinx isn't being played is because she's so abusable in that in that respect.
0: I agree, even though I think she's probably better than Kaisa right now. Mm. Um, I don't know.
1: So yeah, yeah. I'm 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 a little hyped for Worlds at the moment. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Hope, I'm excited. I hope TSM uh, wins the gauntlet and gets their uh, gets their ass over to Europe and uh, hopefully we beat G2. That that that'd be fun. I I I hope EU finishes beneath everyone at this point just because it's a it's a lot more fun to uh, taunt and jeer at G2 or uh, G2 at EU uh, teams because they speak my language and I can't really do that to Korea or China. <laughs> You, you True. Ever, you, you ever try to taunt someone in a different language? No. It doesn't doesn't work well. Okay. Fair. So, on the broadcast, people were saying that may, winning this four Pete would. Almost, would probably cement this TL. was Svenskeren actually. Sven, yeah, Svenskeren was the one. Who Svenskeren got used... in
0: his MVP in the in the I don't know if it was the MVP interview or, or one in of the, the
1: middle ones in the, one of the
0: pre-interviews. But Svenskeren said that if CLG wins the fourth in a row, that they're basically cemented as the best team NA's ever had. And when they aired that, Anthony and I almost in unison went, "Okay, yeah, but what about Worlds?" <laughs> so, um, what is what the question we want to talk about now is. Do we think this iteration of TL is the best NA team that has ever been constructed? You can probably guess from our "Okay, yeah, but what about worlds?" that our answer is no.
1: <laughs> I on, honestly, I still think the 2016-2017 uh, TSM had much more dominant presence in in like if we're talking about just the LCS, they, they destroyed the LCS without even trying. Like they were all. Oof! Oh, sorry. They they lost one series. They went seventeen and one. They lost to uh Phoenix one because
0: Clutch
1: they game. <laughs> because they basically just fumbled and they just demolished teams. They were the they were so aggressive and so consistent in the league at the time that it, it, it it's just unheard of. Now you might be able to chalk some of this up. Two, the best of one, uh, like kind of coin flippy wins you can get sometimes, but at the end of the day, this is what we got to go on. And TSM always looked like they had more dominance, a better plan, and a better sense of team while at least while they were playing in uh in NA, and even in those three splits, and they swapped their, their ad carry out instead of just relying on double to get all three of those wins, okay. Eh? <laughs>
0: Good meme, good fucking meme. Anyway, um what do you think? I super don't think they're the best team. Again, they had a good MSI performance. They had great MSI performance.
1: A TSM won IEM.
0: TSM did win IEM, which is not MSI. There was a different team too. It was. Um but TL didn't even do that well at Worlds. (laughs) Right? Like and I think before we can say TL is the best team in a name. I think what we really need to watch is this upcoming Worlds. Yeah, they were like disappointing last year, but if this year TSTL goes deep as hell in the Worlds and like does the best any NA team's ever done, then I would like strongly consider them for the title. But as of right now, they're inter- like they're probably the best domestic team, right?
1: Um go you do you mean that we're we're sending to Worlds?
0: No, they're probably the best team like in only NA, like in just the LCS. Like I I know what you were saying about TSM. Old TSM, I think this TL maybe has an edge on them, maybe not, I don't know. But like I think that in terms of just within the walls of NA LCS, TL has a legitimate claim at that title if yeah. they're not definitively it. But I just think the fact that they've never, like, actually, like, done well at Worlds. <laughs> I mean, like, no other NA team really has either, but, like...
1: What? They ha- C9 made semifinals! the fuck are you talking about? I know, other
0: than C9, because we're the best, but, like...
1: There's only three we- teams that go!
0: I know. Listen. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I Perhaps I misspoke. Other than, like, C9 getting to semis, a lot of the, like... TL did about as well as or slightly worse than teams we sent typically do. So like I'm just not seeing them as the best until the best team NA's ever produced until they're able to like go out and actually like really like get that shit at an international level, you know? And MSI is cool, but MSI isn't worlds. So like I don't know what you want me to think about that. Like, I don't care. Like MSI is dope, but it's not worlds. Like Come back to me when you're in the finals of worlds, or like semifinals, or fine, like right or you win. T- then I'll be like, yeah, you're the fucking best. But until then, I'm like, okay, like you won four home titles and then couldn't do anything national.
1: That is only one more than the t- than that TSM squad did, and that's only because they made it to finals. Uh, the the split before. And the split after they destroyed their roster in one of the the most highly criticized roster moves of all time in the LCS, basically. Yeah. And the apparent worst decision any team owner has ever made for their org, by the way.
0: Yeah, I just, I'm not, I see TL obviously as a strong and dominant team. I'm just not yet convinced that they're the best. I think that they need to show us a little bit more because I don't think that titles at home are the only thing that matter when defining what is the best team, right?
1: It's like saying that somebody is their like the best team from a division in the NFL, and it's like yeah, it's like cool, but did they win shit? the Super Bowl? <laughs> you could be the best team in your division, and you could you don't even get to pass the first round of playoffs. Like it, yeah, it might if Faker,
0: they I, I like if SKT won every split but then never went, like, lost first round of Worlds every time, no one would ever say that SKT was one of the best teams.
1: They would they say, say... They, they, they own say SKT is
0: one of the best teams ever because they fucking dominate Worlds.
1: <laughs> like, every, time, every time they've gone to Worlds, I think they've made the finals, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I don't know. Uh, but, like, that is a dominant team because they dominate at home and internationally. TL dominates at home. So, like, once TL... If this roster can, like, step it up this Worlds and probably, like... You probably need more than one Worlds to really be considered dominant Worlds. But if they step it up at Worlds, then, like... Yeah, I'm willing to call it. But for now, no way. Not at all. Okay. But that's just me.
1: So. TSM's had some problems.
0: Yes, they have.
1: Oh, boy. TSM has had a lot of problems. And this stirred up quite the shitstorm around a lot of things. So, Matt, how much do you know about this Acadian situation?
0: Uh, very little. Please inform me.
1: Okay. So, I think it was it week nine or week eight. I'm pretty sure it was week nine when TSM didn't start Acadian in their LCS games and instead started Spika. Yeah. Spica was their academy jungler. And they did, they made this decision and instead of, they gave no explanation besides Spica has been playing well in scrim, so we decided to go with Spica. Now that kind of made everyone wonder, well, what's happening with Acadian and what's happening with Greg? Now the story with Greg is that he's been playing top for a while because they also benched their top laner for Academy Academy. for other attitude issues. So, that's what's been going on with Greg. He's he's been a top-runner for a month, and that's why they didn't put him in. Now, that doesn't make sense as to why you wouldn't put Greg in in playoffs as much, or have him as a substitute. Because you can, I'm like 85% sure that you can have the same players play the, not exactly the same, but you can have similar players playing in the academy playoffs and the uh pro, the LCS playoffs. So, I don't see why Greg isn't on there. Now, the excuse that Parth gave in this long essay is that... That long
0: Reddit post that you keep
1: calling an essay? (laughs) Well, I called it an essay because Parth asked some dude who was hating on TSM's uh, World's Performances to write an essay for him. (laughs) So, it's an essay about why they chose what's been going on with Acadian, And he said that they put in their Academy bot lane as their subs because he felt bad for having like kind of ruined their chances in the academy playoffs by removing their uh, their top laner. I yeah. don't buy that for a minute. I don't think that you would put in your academy bot lane because because you felt bad for them. You're not giving them any stage time. What are you giving them? You're giving them you have to be here on this day and sit backstage with us. Like, they could do that without having to be on that roster, and you could have a backup jungler. So. Yeah. So, just, I just don't buy that. Now, on to Acadian. With Acadian, it's been... There's been rumors around that he's been having a problem with his girlfriend. And it's also... I don't want to call these rumors because it's been corroborated by a lot of people, but it's been said that he has been having either gameplay performance issues or um, attitude performance issues with the team due to the, these uh, personal troubles of his. And I believe it. Yeah, I, I can believe that too. So, the, I, looking at this entire situation, it it looks more like instead of TSM saying we were having problems with Acadian, so we decided to go with our academy jungler, because our academy jungler was performing better than Acadian was. Instead of saying that, they basically tried to sweep the whole Acadian's missing thing under the rug and act like nothing was wrong by by the absence of doing anything and just sort of go with the academy jungler. I don't think TSM's like decision here was wrong for TSM or for this team. I just think that the way that they sort of like publicized and explained their decisions to the to people is just was just platantly wrong and they they just made a bad decision. And even the essay that Parth wrote has like gaping holes in it and doesn't address a lot he of the things. He never mentions
0: he doesn't mention like Zix at all, which yeah, he, is real real weird. And I know some people I think Mark C Amazing and Travis Gafford talking about this on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of really weird when you see stuff like that and the the coach isn't mentioned like at
2: all. Yeah.
0: That seems like very much in the purview of the coach. <laughs> And so for the coach to just be, like, cut out, crazy. It, it,
1: I just, it seems like Zix has been getting pushed back further and further. I don't really know how they well, you
0: they're, you're being a CLG loyalist back in the day, dude? I don't,
1: I don't really get how that's affecting their, like, structure and their roles. Because Zix is still on stage. Zix is still running pick bands with, um... I think it's Lust... Is it Lustboy still on stage? I don't remember who was there with you. I do not pay
0: attention to your team. <laughs>
1: um... But yeah, I just, it seems like either, it seems like TSM's coaching staff is still having like some problems and is having his own problems. So it's very sort of up in the air about, uh, excuse me, who should, who should be, uh, exactly in trouble, like in trouble here. But I just, I feel like it would have been very easy to just convey this message to us in a much more palatable manner. Mm-hmm. So, now, now how this affects them in Gauntlet, I just, like, this is the part where I'm just like, I don't think... If TSM had still been running Acadian this entire time and been looking decent, and they just flubbed up against CG, I'd be like, you know what? I still think C- TSM are probably gonna take it to the CLG in this final. But at the moment, I don't know. I can't... I, cu- I couldn't tell you. It'd be so hard to tell you. And it's, like, when I do my prediction... For the TSM match, it's going to be... Which we should say we're doing ball
0: predictions day by day.
1: Yeah, we're going to do them day by day and we'll update them personally. Because
0: we don't know who is in what match yet. (laughs) So So when I I do
1: that prediction, it is going to be 99% based on the previous performance of uh, the team that makes it there. Because I don't think that I can really judge what's going on with TSM. They've been out of the light for so long, it's it's just impossible to see.
0: Yeah. Your
1: thoughts on the situation?
0: Dude, I mean, I know even less about TSM than you do. Um, <laughs> it's definitely I was I mean, you know that I was real fucking su- Jesus Christ, excuse me. I'm a fucking I'm sorry about that. You know, I was just as fucking surprised. I'm pretty sure like I DM'd you when they announced Spika or when Azale announced Spika and I was like, "What the fuck?" Is this because it's this dude I've never heard of? When this team has two like really solid junglers, honestly, like competitive for like some of the best in the world, at least top fifty percent in the region. Um, that's not a
1: that's not a big mar- mar- uh, marker there, man. Yeah, at least not like top, top fifty percent jungler in the region.
0: <laughs> i meant in the LCS. Okay. <laughs> and you're definitely not. You're definitely not in top fifty percent junglers in the LCS, Anthony.
1: No, no, I'm not. I, 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 won't, um, I won't. I won't claim that.
0: Yeah, so. Just a class champion. Hey, you're talking to another class champ here, bud. Show some fucking respect. Um, so, listen, I ad carried you to fucking W's anyway. Um,
1: PSM, what?
0: For, I know. I don't know what they're doing. It was really weird. I read Parth's thing once you DM'd me about it, and I was like, "Where the fuck is X? What is? Why was the head coach not in here?" I don't understand their structure. I don't watch TSM Legends because I do not have time it's, to watch it's every not it.
1: It's not in it. Is it, it really not? Oh, that's crazy. Gone. And honestly, that's something that bothers me about TSM Legends is it's the same shit every week. It's like, here's the game. Here's us reacting about the game. Here's the game. Here's a little thing about how we think the week went. I'm like, I, I'm not watching this to watch the goddamn games again and hear how much you're like, oh yeah, we fucked up. Uh, we'll play next time. It's like, yeah, we played really good this week. Uh, you know we we worked on this and that and it kind of showed up in I don't give a shit. You know what I want to see? I want to see what's actually happening with the team. I can see all that. That's very apparent when it happens. I want to see what's going on with the team. And I get it it's like, well, you don't want to get into their personal lives, but that's that's what this is this that's what this is supposed to kind of be. This is supposed to be that pseudo reality show kind of shit that people want to like get to know these players. And now it's which I think is down.
0: abundantly reasonable f- from a fan perspective. I mean, I love watching C nines one, and I like seeing how they interact with each other, and I like seeing how they are. I think a lot of them are kind of not very personal though, for like similar reasons, which is like fine, I
1: guess. But, but like the people are—they're just so like they don't want to expose anyone's anything. And I'm just like, but oh, but then TL I don't didn't give a shit.
0: Problem hashtag Dardoch. Oh, but, the
1: the, the targeted Dardock, and you miss and shoot Loco. <laughs> On target boys. Uh We got him. Oh no. Oh god. Oh who did we get? <laughs> uh I just, Oh no, dude. I, I I I FlyQuest put out a video of uh Poe Belter, like making music to uh Jax Anderson song uh Queen, which was actually really good and I really liked that. And like that. Uh, it's That's
0: that's cool content. That's cool fan content. I, I and if I was a FlyQuest played, fan, played, I'd be
1: all on it. I didn't know he played instruments like that. I, um they did the karaoke thing on uh, LCS Tonight with Darshan, and he started playing, uh, he started singing parody he songs. he LCS. great It was great. I love that. This is the stuff I want to see from teams. I want to see person- personable content for these players. I don't care. Like, I watch every freaking game. If this is how people are keeping up with your games, make it another show. And then make a show about the players and about what their lives are like. Or just weave
0: the two together, right? Like well, that's, make what the show, that's what I would want. I, either like, make the show a little longer and put in more personal stuff or just cut out because a lot of this shit is just interviewing five to seven people about the same exact thing. Like C9 does this a lot where like they'll show groups of two of their players just talking about the game. And what went right and it's like, oh yeah, but they're just talking about the same fights. And like sometimes it's funny when they meme on each other and like keep that shit in. But like you don't need to show me like seven perspectives of the fight, two of which were not even from people in the game. Like that's just a lot. Like show me the more personal shit. I agree. It's what makes I mean it's rewarding as a fan, I believe, is what I would say.
1: I thought I had another thought, but I lost it.
0: I don't know. I just think the whole situation is weird, and it's hard for us as fans or anyone really, I imagine, outside of the TSM, or to really genuinely know what's going on.
1: And it, it doesn't make any sense what is happening when there are multiple. There are now multiple sources claiming the same things. I I, I didn't even talk about how uh, it, it, it appeared that you didn't even mention Dom. <laughs> I, not, not even because Dom doesn't even matter in this. It doesn't matter that Dom's the one doing it. It's just he's just the one yeah. saying the, saying the things that other people have told him, but. I didn't even mention the Zven part where Zven is apparently a ra- uh, a, a uh, diametrically opposed force to Acadian a lot of the uh, like a lot and I I don't know how what entirely... do you mean by that
0: like in game like macro wise or I, like just no personality? I, I think
1: like it, maybe it's a personality clash I don't see how it's totally true because they seem to be rather successful together but it seems like they might have it might be a similar problem to how the Medios thing went last summer where Medios had different ideas about how he wanted to play the game. Maybe Zven's being like a lot more demanding about how he wants Acadian to be the game, but that's a that's a thing for the coaching staff to step in and solve. And honestly that sounds more like a Zven a problem. Like if he's being so uh, aggressive about how he wants Acadian to support bot lane or something and it's just causing friction in in the team atmosphere, that's a coaching that's staff. That's a coaching
0: staff to, yeah. problem and like a like a, psych- a sports psychologist problem of just like expressing your ideas in a way that is not like aggressive or inappropriate,
1: and and right that that's the area that has been more gray about this. Uh, where people aren't entirely like it's been brought out that zven's part of the problem with Acadian, but it, no one's brought out like pure context around what exactly was happening. Because the most we've heard is that uh, zven was, was it, they they said that they flamed uh, Acadian a lot in uh vibe reviews, and they kind of pointed it to Zven, but I've heard, like the way I've been hearing it, it doesn't seem like that's totally the case. It seems like a lot of people are pointing, like they, they'd spend time just pointing out a lot of Acadians' mistakes, and that just doesn't...
0: Which we both agree can be frustrating if you're the only one who's getting targeted. Yeah, if you're, if you're like, the only one getting it, reviewed, it's a pain in the And ass. there's no shot that four other people are playing legit perfectly, right? Like,
1: Yeah, especially given that sheet that BB linked last week. <laughs> Listen... <laughs> Alright, so that's uh TSM Acadian and uh that that whole shit I Hold forgot out. about that sheet leap, dude. That it's it I, I don't even it's not even news to me. It's like yeah they checked their It's kind of like useless news, but it's funny news. Yeah, it's, it's it's funny to see that speaker walked over eight goddamn pink words. Dude, but he's the jungler, it happens. I know. I know. I I, I If I, anyone
0: I, I, dude, if any other person in that game walked over eight pink words, big fucking problem. Your jungler walks over eight pink
1: words, no shit. <laughs> like, okay Let's bring this down to our last topic, which is our quick, probably pretty quick match preview of FlyQuest versus CLG. CG or CLG? CG. I wrote this one. I, I wrote it wrong in the uh, match preview. What? Okay. Ma- like, FlyQuest versus CG. Did you take my
0: first one, my meme one, or my updated one?
1: Huh? I thought you put 3-1. I did put 3-1.
0: Because at first I put 3 as a joke, but, like, um... No, no, no. Anyway.
1: No, no, no. I put it's just 3-1, 3-1 down. No, I put Not 3-0. West. I don't think FlyQuest has a shot. I don't think they got a shot. I I, I feel sorry for my boy Turtle. If they win, I'll be so happy because I love... Uh, number one, I love upsets. Number two, I just... I, I love seeing my boy Turtle happy. I want to see FlyQuest go to finals
0: against TSM. And that just
1: would be them. funny.
0: It would be very funny. And then I want to see Wild Turtle bring out five straight games of Jinx. Nah, Tristana. Just, Tristana.
1: All the way no, back.
0: No, 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 no. Jinx and only, only just throw ults and skill bear.
1: <laughs> that would be the day. That would be the day. But yeah. 3-0. I honestly don't feel like I need to explain too much. Uh, they've been, as much as they have been out For a week longer than TSM. They finished 8th. They weren't looking extremely competitive. They would have needed some real, like, miracles in their team. I I don't think their team doesn't have the potential to even make it up to the the gauntlet final. I think they could. I think their ceiling reaches that far. But I don't think it goes much farther than that. And I don't know if they can even reach it.
0: Yeah. I honestly just think that CG is running out of steam, and I think that FlyQuest is capable of just picking up one game, right? Like maybe Huni gets sloppy, <clears throat> maybe something happens, Bob, maybe something happens, but like anything, I just feel like it's. I just feel like it's likely the way the world is right now, the way the teams are right now, the way the meta is right now. That just like one sort of wonky draft, one sort of like weird error, and then all of a sudden, you know, maybe game two or three, FlyQuest picks it up. But after that, I, I think it's pretty much just in the favor of our sweet boys at Clutch.
1: Um, I I mean, I might see them winning one game, but I don't. I I I, feel I just like
0: look like, like, I basically I haven't called a single three 0 series. I think it's just like, and I haven't been wrong yet. I think so. Um, I I'm just doing it because I think it's at this point so many of these teams are so close together that it's. I just like really likely, not likely, but just like very very possible in my head that FlyQuest takes one game
1: um so i just I, I don't know i think flyquest is that far below i like they started at they, they start, they're starting from 8th and they need to get up to 3rd the only other team who has done this is clg who did this over an entire split and i don't see them doing that in these last 4 weeks yeah Yeah. I think we've uh, covered uh, CLG, TSM, and CG enough that we don't really need to talk about them. So what do we have left? Uh, That's it. That was our last topic, I think. So you want to take us on home? Yeah, I think I'll take us on home. Let me just take this off the screen real quick.
0: Look at that.
1: Oops, that's the wrong button. Okay. (sighs) That'll be it for this week on the Legendary Lens Podcast. You can catch us Mondays at seven. Not next Monday. Next Monday is uh, off week for the LCS. The week after that, Monday at seven. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, and
0: we have nothing to talk about. So. I mean, we could sit here and sit in silence. Something crazy has now. to
1: happen between now and then,
0: and then we might just do a mini update. of like it! Some
1: fucking. Let me close this show. Hey, this is on you. Monday at seven. <laughs> uh, Twitch.tv/nizzy2k11. You can catch the pods on my YouTube channel. And have a nice day.